G'day, I'm Barry Green. Thanks for joining me on Conversations on Radio WA, 87.6 FM in East Perth and Western Tourist Radio in the southwest of Western Australia. My next guest grew up in Bunbury and did some modelling and, and is now involved in interactive digital projects. G'day, Caitlin Lomax. Hey, how are you? Pretty good. Now, what's your story? Uh, it's a bit of a roundabout one, but um, I taught myself how to code when I was 13. I uh, totally forgot about it. I was a bit discouraged uh, being a woman trying to code uh, in regional WA actually was a bit rough. Um, then I ended up having a pretty successful modeling career and totally forgot all about it until about six years ago, I had a bit of a, oh, what am I doing with my life? And remembered how much I love coding and started studying it um, online, but I actually never finished that course. Um, <laughs> uh, then I was managing uh, JB Hi-Fi for a bit and also just for fun working with robotics and electronics and stuff. Um, I helped my friend wire up some lights in a chandelier and program them to flicker to music. And then at the show that that was at, there was this guy there that had a 360 camera inside and a VR headset outside showing what the 360 camera was showing. And I was like, what? That's not art. I can, I reckon I could do something cooler than that. So I started studying 3D art and animation to kind of understand how I could do that um, just for fun. And then uh, a job came up managing a, a producer at a VR and animation studio. And yeah, it's essentially managing the art and development team. And I was like, oh my God, that's my dream job and in VR, which I was obsessed with at the time. Uh, so I did that for a bit and I won a couple of awards for the projects I was producing. And now I'm back in WA and I'm doing it for myself. Um, working with a bunch of agencies and um, businesses, just bringing ideas to life with technology, essentially. That's a great story. This is playing on tourist radio, and, and our radio service is about telling the stories of people and places in Western Australia. And, and I think it's exciting that uh, in this period of profound change that we're in at the moment, post-COVID, but even before that, there was a lot of change. And, and it's uh, it's People like yourself doing things differently, thinking outside the square has got to be the future. So how do you see things unfolding going forward? I think you know, it's been a rough year for a lot of people, but it's also brought a lot of opportunity. Um, I mean, I'm bringing a lot of Eastern States clients over here that probably would have never even heard of Bunbury. Uh, we're now doing that work for them because we can. Uh, bringing a lot of mentors over here. Um, another thing that I've noticed since I've been back, um, I started Women in Tech Southwest and I've had a lot to do with Women in Tech WA. And just, I think diversity is becoming more important to a lot of people and people are actually really keen for that change. Um, remote working has meant we've got access to so many more people, so many more mentors, so many more like skill sharing conferences. It's, it's such a cool time to be in this space. Well, that's really exciting to hear that coming from a young person. And in another life, I'm involved in organic agriculture. And a key concept of organic agriculture is this concept of stability through diversity. And, and that applies in the biology. And so I, I sort of see this as, as really exciting, that the, the organic thinking of stability through diversity, creating diverse self-organising ecosystems, is what sort of you're talking about, as distinct from the what you might call the top-down thing we've had with government telling everybody what to do. And 
you'd have to say at the moment uh, in Australia, government telling everybody what to do served us well in terms of getting on top of the COVID. But in terms of general industry, uh, to recover from COVID, we're going to need lots of people with lots of innovation um, because those who talk about getting back to normal seem to have forgotten that the old normal is is what created the mess that we're in. (laughs) That's really true. I hadn't thought about it like that, but that's such a yeah, interesting way to look at it. Um, and it's interesting you bring up innovation because that's just, it's a word that gets thrown around a lot in WA. And I think we have so many amazing ideas and concepts and entrepreneurs and stuff, but we, I personally think we're lacking in a lot of the, you know, the people in the back end, like the developers, the engineers and stuff like that, that are actually going to make those uh, ideas a reality. And I think that's something that, we have like a massive opportunity right now. There's so many people coming back from uh, the Eastern States and overseas to be with their family here because it's the best place to live out COVID, right? We should be like taking that opportunity to go, hey, actually, this is a cool place. You can stay here. You can keep working on those big jobs and you can help the ideas get off the ground here. You can actually feed that innovation ecosystem. I've just learned that term recently. (laughs) You can feed that innovation ecosystem and actually keep you know, all the development within Western Australia as well, which I think is really cool. It's just giving so many more people an opportunity to do stuff locally. I think that's great. I think, you know, Western Australia, we've become far too reliant on digging up holes. There's no such thing as a sustainable mining industry. Sure, we need mining, but uh, it's become a bit like the tail that wags the dog. And and I think uh, seeing young people like yourself getting involved in innovation is really important. I guess, you know, my background on technical and agriculture, I get a bit disillusioned when I see the world run by marketers who deal in perceptions, not facts. COVID has shown us that facts bloody well do matter. Uh, we need to deal in facts. Facts and data is always interesting. Like you said, facts are important. And at the moment, uh, especially uh, in everyone's going digital, right? Everyone's going online. There is a lot of data that is out there right now. And I find it really interesting what people are doing with that data because that data is always going to be there. We we can either be very against it or we can live with it and learn how to use it to our advantage in an ethical way, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I find um, data and facts so important at the moment. It's such a, yeah, such an important topic to be across right now. I'm sure you're right. And uh, as I said, I'm involved in organic agriculture. I agree data's important, um, but you can't eat digital food. So we've still got to focus on uh, producing food the way arguably God or evolution intended it. We've tended to produce food the way a handful of multinational corporations would like us to produce it for best return to their, their investors. But I think as part of this sort of underground revolution that's happening, people are valuing food, organic agriculture, and COVID has made people realise that food is more important and just down down on price isn't necessarily the best way to go with food. Yeah, absolutely, and I definitely think young people understand that. We all want to see a difference. We want it to be sustainable. We're happy to pay more money to have a more sustainable product. But I think it's interesting that you said that food's not digital. Like, yes, it's not, but... Um, the logistics around getting it to other people and making sure that organic freshness is possible. There's so much data and tech that goes into the thoughts and processes there. How do we deliver that organic food throughout the state, throughout the country? Um, 
the data is still important, even though the product is not necessarily digital. It's interesting, right? It certainly is. And what you touch on there is absolutely the issue. Um, the, the big supermarkets have got to where they are because of the long supply chains. The long supply chains mean that the f- food and fresh produce isn't fresh, basically. And if the, the, the digital technology can be used to connect small producers direct to consumers, and we're seeing that already, um, more and more people are buying direct from growers, and there's still the transport logistics, but if, uh, if the digits can be used to connect those two together... Well, that's all got to be a good thing, and uh, Western Tourist Radio is about telling these stories, and I'm excited that we can work with young people like yourself to sort of tell this story. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a such a shift. I definitely prefer to buy it directly from a farm than a big Coles or Woolies. An inspiration to me is a man called Charles Massey, who's written a book called Call of the Reed Warbler, A New Agriculture, A New Earth, which is all about regenerative agriculture. Uh, I like to think our little radio network's about regenerative media and uh, all these things are about, and Charles Massey talks about the soil and of course the soil is the foundation of our civilization. and uh, you know, depending on how good the soil is, how good the, the food is, your generation understands that. I think a lot of people of my generation probably don't really understand that. But uh, it's exciting that uh, we can have this conversation and, and if you share our story, we share your story, then this becomes uh, an extension of the, uh, the sort of organic concept of stability through diversity, grassroots, bottom-up stuff. I'm old school, <laughs> yeah. but here, young people like yourself saying the same thing is very exciting. It's cool, right? It's it like is. we're all like getting on the same level and going, all right, we actually all want this change. We want to have a sustainable earth we want we don't want to like or die out or anything um yeah we're all prepared to put in the effort to do that we're just trying to work out how that works how we see that coming together i guess so you're involved in a group called women in tech southwest tell us about that so uh when i got back here i was like oh where's my girls at because i think uh having those meetups in sydney and overseas you really learn a lot from being with other people, even though it's not like a, a lesson as such, just through talking, you pick up so much information. Um, and I was really keen to meet other women doing similar things here and I couldn't find them. Um, there is Women in Tech WA and they're freaking amazing, like so cool, um, but there wasn't anyone in the Southwest. So I was like, hmm, I'm gonna start one. And I searched far and wide, it was so hard to find other women in tech roles and I was like I'm sure they're out there they've got to be out there so instead of doing a meetup I kind of pivoted a bit and made the launch event a live streamed thing and I pulled in my friends from like Amazon and HP and NASA um, to do these talks and I got someone down from Perth and then I found Alison Coleman who uh, is a lecturer at the TAFE she's met Bill Gates she's amazing um, to come and be on a panel and it was just like such an inspiring night and Instead of being a meetup for women in tech, what it's kind of become is more of like a, a place for resources and inspiration for women looking to get into tech. Um, if you checked out our website, like we're always sharing podcasts, listen to um, courses, discounts you can get as a woman, uh, that sort of thing. I just think it's so important because at the end of the day, like women make up half the population they need to actually have a seat at the table making decisions on products there's so many products out there that are not women friendly or anything like that and especially you know online shopping (laughs) 
don't want to stereotype, but like we do it, we do it a lot. So like, why aren't we in those spaces creating those uh, those products, making those decisions? Yeah, I just I just want to open those doors to a lot of people. Um, and I've had such good feedback. So many people have messaged me being like, how do I learn Python? What do I do now? Um, it's just really cool that I can help people get a leg up and get started in those sort of careers. I've heard people in business talk about being in red ocean and blue ocean industries and a red ocean is where it's blood in the water everybody's trying to get on top and it's not a nice place to be and they talk about blue ocean industries where it's about cooperation and collaboration I think that's the future and what you're talking about is is blue ocean stuff and I like to think our, our little radio network's about blue ocean it's about uplifting stories right collaboration is absolutely the way of the future it's it's what it is now really um you know you can be in competition with someone and you can not talk to them and you can make it a really bad time for all of you or you can collaborate with them use your strengths their strengths you know fill in each other's things and like build an empire together it's it's so much better um me and my sister actually have the social lab based in Sydney and we're literally a group of freelancers. We all have our own businesses, but we run into the social lab because we like collaborating. Um, and I think that's really cool. It, it works. It, we all like throw out job opportunities to each other. We help each other with stuff. It is never a dumb question. Everyone's willing to put their hand up and go, hey, this is how you do that or that. Even though some people would be like, why would you do that? You're in competition. It's like, well, no, because they'll do the same thing for me when I don't know something, and that just makes my business better. Well, I love that attitude, you know, and I think I've been involved in the Lions organisation all my adult life, and the Lions and Rotary both came out of America in the early 1900s, and the business ethos of both was that they were about successful business people wanting to t- return something to their community. And I'd argue that it's that business ethos that led to America becoming a great nation. It's this highly competitive mentality that's crept in over the last 40 or 50 years, which has brought America to its knees, I think you could argue. Um, but it's exciting that your generation is seeing things in this way. And I think uh, Western Tourist Radio has got a number of websites. We've got Farm Stay West, we've got Pet Friendly WA. These are all networks of similar businesses mm-hmm. and they can, businesses can be part of them for a small annual fee and they get a discount if their website links back to, to our website. So it's creating these grassroots bottom-up networks and at Western Tourist Radio we want to encourage West Australians to explore Western Australia and we want them to book direct with local business and not send 20% offshore. And uh, it's about, I sort of see these websites are groupings in cyberspace in the same way as fast food joints and car yards have traditionally been sort of co-located in the physical space. So Farms Day West, Pet Friendly WA, B&B WA, they're groupings in cyberspace of similar businesses. And it's about not seeing other similar businesses as a competition. It's about growing the pie and not fighting over the crumbs. Exactly. That's, you hit the nail on the head. If you, you know, your product by itself might not be like, well, but if you put it with everyone else's, it's, it becomes a product in itself. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. 
Well, it makes sense to me. Like, we've got a farm stay at Donnybrook. I don't see other farm stays at Donnybrook as a competition. If people come to our place and enjoy it and they come to another place another time, that's all right. It's about sharing and not trying to take over the world. Yeah, exactly. I think people really need to get over that take over the world mentality. It's It shouldn't be take over the world. It should be, you know... <laughs> I know this is corny, but like a rising tide lifts all the boats. Let's all help each other out. Let's all build each other up. It's so much better. I love that. And <laughs> I guess coming back to the lines, that the, the last line of the Lions Code of Ethics is to be careful with my criticism, liberal with my praise, to build up and not destroy. I think that's probably a good note to end this conversation on, Caitlin. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I've been talking to Caitlin Lomax. Caitlin, if anybody has been inspired by listening to this conversation and wants to get in touch with you, how should they do that? Uh, best way to get in contact with me would be via LinkedIn. Otherwise, if you want to follow my Instagram, I always post some cool uh, projects that we're working on. Um, if you're interested in women in tech or you are an ally and want to support women in tech, uh, head to our website, well, that's terrific, Caitlin. And uh, of course, like anything else you hear on Western Tourist Radio's conversations, if you go to touristradio.com.au slash conversations, you'll be able to listen to this conversation online and conversation with other innovators in Western Australia as we tell the stories of people and places in Western Australia.